Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of I Thought You'd Never Ask, the podcast. We are finally on episode 3. Now, if you are watching this on YouTube, or should I say listening to this on YouTube, you're probably very surprised at the fact that you're not seeing me in some background. And there is an explanation to that, and if you're listening to me, obviously on Apple or Spotify, baby, it's just another day for you. But real quick, this week's episode is not going to have a video component to it just because I have been so busy with school, work, and just in general life things. Literally so late that I'm filming this at 10 p.m. the day before this is even going up. So you know what? I just decided, you know what? I'm going to do an audio podcast. And honestly, I feel like I have my own radio show right now. I'm recording at my desk. My lighting is not that bright because Laura knows that I hate bright white lighting, especially direct bright white lighting. But either way, who doesn't love the radio? Like me personally, I really love the radio. Sometimes I prefer the radio over listening to the aux cord just because it's like the illusion of choice is kind of like eliminated a little bit just because like sometimes it's just like, damn, like you don't know what you want to listen to in the car and you just like put on the radio and all the songs are good. I don't like the radio for like top 40 hits of like today. I like the throwback stations with the radio shows, Ricky Smiley delilah that other one like these like late night radio shows so much so that it's gotten to the point where i have a radio app on my ipad just to be able to tune into my favorite radio stations like i just like the radio that much and i like especially like the nightly shows that do all the love songs and things like that i don't know i just really like it which reminds me of very recently i was listening to the radio and it was like um the show is called delilah um i don't know if where you are at um they have this show but down here in south florida we have the show called like delilah something gabby if you're listening to this which i'm pretty sure you are you know exactly what i'm talking about and basically on delilah's show um she had this like somebody call in and dedicate a song and this girl basically said something along the lines of you know i want to dedicate this song to my new best friend you know we met when I was coming into my job and she was leaving. As a matter of fact, she was the one training me. But once we, but once she left, we just became very fast friends and we email each other all the time. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go down to her city to see her very soon. And I just want to dedicate this song to her because she's my best friend. And I just know, and like, I just want to show her how much I love her. And like, even though we've only known each other for like three months or something, I just want her to know how much I appreciate her. And in that moment, I was just thinking, baby, you are in love with this woman. This is your lesbian awakening. And y'all are like, bitch, why the fuck are you talking about lesbians? Look, y'all, I have said this many times on my spam page on Instagram, many of which... Many of you are probably not privy to this information, but I just hold lesbians in such a high regard. And the reason I say this is because for a lot of my life, like a lot of the people that have been closest to me and all the most reliable people have been lesbians. Like, look, listen, I'm going to ask you a question and I need you to answer truthfully. Think of the most reliable person in your life. The one that if you call them and tell them, hey, I killed somebody or hey, my tire popped or like, hey, like somebody like my boyfriend or my girlfriend broke up with me and I need your emotional support help. I need my TV installed. I need to build a bookshelf. I need to go to the mall and go shopping. I need someone to make a doctor's appointment for me. A lesbian is always at the scene of the crime. Lesbians are always going to be there to help you. At least in my life, the lesbians that I have known, like, y'all just hold such an appreciation for them because they really are always there. And another thing about lesbians, all lesbians know each other. So where there's one, there's two so i've never just had one lesbian friend in my life that's always been there for me i've always had one or two 
And this is my lesbian appreciation post. Lesbians are too often fetishized and silenced. And I am here to say justice for lesbians. And to the lesbians on the radio, hey mamas. Now y'all listen. This podcast has gone three episodes too long without some type of formal segment. So today we are going to be introducing a new segment. Might not be a weekly segment, but maybe a segment is a segment. And let's just call it for now Pet Peeves. You know, right now, I just came up with this off the cuff. Eventually, we'll come up with a better name, but for now, Pet Peeves. So obviously, if you know what a pet peeve is, you know what I'm going to be talking about. And the pet peeve of the day is I cannot stand when somebody comments on my food, on what I'm eating, like, y'all, like, it's just one of those things that it just really gets to me, like, to the point where if I'm eating something, I don't care if it's cake, if it's a filet mignon, if it's a wagyu steak, if I'm eating a bag of chips, if I'm eating ice, I don't give a fuck what it is, if you come up to me and comment on what I'm eating and tell me, oh, you're gonna eat all that, and you say some stupid bullshit like that, I am throwing whatever I am eating away. I'm going to throw it away, open the trash can, open the garbage, throw that shit away. Yeah, I, that's one of those things that I really don't play about. Because to me, it's like, why do you care what I'm eating? I'm about to be 20 goddamn years old. I think I know my limits and what I'm going to eat and what I'm not going to eat. Why are you got to come in and butt in and tell me, oh, are you gonna really, really going to eat all that? Oh, my God. Like, no. Y'all really need to start doing the hashtag mind your business challenge and go find something to do because there's no reason that y'all should be commenting on what anybody, not just me, on what anybody is eating. Y'all don't know what people have been through. I don't know if people are suffering from eating disorders, if they're recovering, if they have been on their feet for 12 hours today and they just want to come home and eat the fucking food that they like. Or if they just want to eat fuck the whole fucking refrigerator. If they want to eat the whole refrigerator, you let them. Now, if it's your refrigerator and you're the one buying the food, okay. I understand because, baby, you got to leave some food for everybody else. But if you go to somebody's house and they want to eat their whole goddamn refrigerator in a day, bitch, you let them. You mind that motherfucking business, okay? It's people literally out there eating ass on the daily and y'all are worried about what people are putting in their fucking mouth in their fucking house no bitch don't do that don't do that it's just not right and look i could literally be the human personification of number 300 i could be 300 pounds first of all if i was 300 pounds i'm sure that in my mind i would be at peace with that you don't need to be worrying about oh my god but i'm just so worried about you eating so much bitch don't worry about me don't worry about me. Don't worry about anybody else. Like, it's just one of those things to me, especially when I see it online, that it's just like, why do you guys care what people are eating? Well, not what people are eating, because sometimes, like, people do be eating, like, unhealthy shit. But in the general sense of, like, if you see somebody eating a McDonald's breakfast, lunch, and dinner, why do you care? They're not feeding you. They are not feeding you. You are not feeding them. Why do you? Why do we care? Why do we care? Why do we? And I feel like it's with food, especially because when people like want to wear an outfit, like I feel like people are nicer about the type of stuff like, oh, my God, you look so good, even though at the end of the day, you look a hot ass mess. But when it comes to people's food, everybody all of a sudden becomes a nutritionist. We all are board certified nutritionists that we can all give nutritional advice and tell people what to eat and not to eat. Mind you, some of the people that be doing this eat chicken and broccoli and rice three meals a day. And I'm not saying, I mean, if that's what you like, again, that's what you like. But it's like, don't, you like you can't be like coming over here and judging somebody because then if we go and look at what you're eating, you might be the same. 
you might be worse. You might be better, but you might be the same. So it's just one of those things to me is like, do not comment on people's food. Don't comment on people's anything, period. Like, of course, like when I say don't comment on people's anything, period, there are limitations just like there is to everything. So like, don't take what I'm saying quite literally. Like you can never comment on anything that anybody ever does ever or you're a horrible person. That's not what I'm trying to say. But I feel like when it comes to something like food, y'all really need to mind that business on what people are eating. Like, especially if people are grown. If you are over the age of 18, I think you are capable of making your own decisions. Stop. Do not do that. Do not come about everybody talking about, oh, they're eating too many sweets. They're eating too much salt. Like, y'all, at the end of the day, it really is none of our business. And it's just one of those things that it really gets me hot when they do it to me. And I've tried to be, like, not as, like, dramatic with it and, like, throw away my food and, like, the heat of the of the heat of the moment but it's one of those things that when if i'm eating something and you come up to me and tell me oh my god are you gonna eat all that literally i don't know what neurological processes are going on in my mind but i it literally like the hunger in me is completely satiated in that moment 10 minutes later i'll be hungry as fucking and being like damn i should have thrown it away but this is one of those things that it gets me hot every single time so lesson of the day mind that business now, another thing that I wanted to chop on today is something that I think I was thinking about it either yesterday or this morning, but it's this concept of quiet luxury that was kind of trending on social media a while back. Now, I think that quiet luxury is just another way of saying old money because I feel like people have this fascination of like, oh, these people have old money, so they act differently from people with new money. And... Honestly, I mean this without any offense whatsoever. If you believe that quiet luxury or that quiet money or that conspicuous consumption like holds some sort of like bearing, please grow up. Now, look, again, I don't mean this to be offensive, but the concept of quiet luxury as it is defined in the cultural zeitgeist today. Ooh, I ate all those big ass words. Anyway, if. Like, the way that quiet luxury is designed, like, the way that I think about it is, like, what is quiet about spending $3,000 on a plain blank t-shirt? What is quiet about that? Like, to me, it really does not make any sense. What is quiet about getting a basic pump that costs $10,000? Because the way that I see it, I don't know if this is, like, the right representation, but, like, you know, like, when there's, like, the bell curve? Where it's like at the beginning, like let's say that price is like the X axis. So y'all got to be visual thinkers. If you're not a visual thinker, get a piece of paper and write it down. The X axis in this case is price. And the Y axis or the vertical line for those of you that need to draw it right out. The Y axis is going to be quality. So in the very, very left, you have the cheapest, shittiest clothes. You wear it. You buy a pair of 50 cent panties, 50 cent underwear. The first time you fart, it has a hole ripped into it. Atomic. You know, just very, very bad quality. At the other end of the curve, you have... what? No, let me not get ahead of myself. As you keep going along the curve and as things get more expensive, the quality is increased exponentially. For example... Buy a t-shirt at the dollar store and buy a t-shirt at Walmart. The Walmart t-shirt is not that much more expensive, but the quality is exponentially different from the one at the Dollar Tree. We already know. So as we keep going up and up and up on the curve, we reach the apex. The point where it's like this product is priced where the quality is at the highest for what it is that you're paying. 
And I feel like this is where a lot of, I don't want to say a lot, but I want to say like most of like the higher end brands. And I don't even mean designer because a lot of designer goods are actually fabricated in China and finished in the European countries where they're actually being sold. And legally, as long as you finish the product in the country that you finish it in, you can say that it was made in that country. So that's some designer tea for y'all. But anyway, not even those designer brands are the ones that I'm talking about for this price point. But I really mean the brands that it's like, let's say you spend $200 on a pair of shoes. Some Sometimes when you really do send, end up paying that $200, those shoes will last you for years. And then there's at the same time, you're going to pay $700 for a pair of shoes. And the quality is the same at that $200 pair of shoes. So we reached the point on the bell curve where there's just like no, there's no gains in quality or the gains in quality are so marginal that it's just not worth it for you to spend that price point anymore. So what I mean to say is that when I think of quiet luxury, it really makes no sense to me why it's so idolized to spend so much money on things that are frankly not necessarily the most accessible, but attainable to you. Like, let's say if you save up, I don't know. $300 for a good blank t-shirt it will probably be the same quality as that $3,000 blank t-shirt like just some like we do not have the technological advancements that textile making has not advanced that much to the point where there really is a justification for a $3,000 t-shirt so again it does not really make any sense to me why these sort of products are idolized or I guess the aesthetic is promoted so heavily because really old money aesthetic is being chased by people with no money. People with old money per se, they don't give a fuck whether it's Louis Vuitton or Logomania. They buy what they want. They wear what they want. And this whole thing of, oh, they don't want to be classified as rich or they don't want to be known to be rich. We know who they are. Well, maybe the public doesn't know, but somebody knows. Somebody always knows when these people have money. They may not spend their money on buying designer goods or tacky designer goods but they have a hundred million dollar house that what what is quiet about that what is quiet about having a hundred million dollar house and i guess the point i'm trying to make here is that there's nothing quiet about obscene wealth there's nothing quiet about wealth period you have a lot of money many of us do not have a lot of money if you have a lot of money and you have a big house or you have a boat or you have a plane or you have this Just because you don't buy expensive clothes or clothes with a lot of logos and you engage in conspicuous consumption, that don't mean shit. It really doesn't mean shit because at the end of the day, you still have that money. Or you may not be flaunting it with what you wear, but you're flaunting it with where you live. You're flaunting it with the restaurants that you frequent, with the medical treatments that you can afford. Because, and... Maybe with the medical treatment thing, that is sort of like a slippery slope because it's like, should people be shamed? I'm not trying to shame anybody, but you, I feel like many of you would understand why it's a slippery slope. So it's like, if you really do believe in quiet luxury, it's like, oh my God, that's something that you want to attain. Please stop. And I think this goes back, well, maybe not this goes back, but I think it's just one of those things where it's like, what, like, y'all, this shit really got me stumped, but it's like. If you really can't afford to buy a $3,000 t-shirt, then I think you should you should be able to afford somebody to tell you that it's not worth it. That it's not worth the money. It's not worth the glamorization. Because at the end of the day, um, rich people, if they really don't want to be attainable, they will just move the goalposts to something else. Oh, you're worried about clothing. Oh, no. The thing that we measure our success on is some other fucking bullshit. Like, 
and I guess it's this thing that we have, or like, and by we, I mean people that don't have a lot of money, is that we always try to differentiate ourselves from other people. Like, people have this, like, averseness, not averseness, but they want to, like, distance themselves from this idea of new money, which is nothing new. We've seen this happen in books like The Great Gatsby. Like, we've seen this all over culture, all over the world. There's this sort of, like, I don't want to, like, shame or, like, condescension towards people with new money because they're like, oh, they just got money. They don't know what to do with it. But, I mean, if you gave me a million dollars right now, I wouldn't know what to do with it either. And I'd probably be doing some tacky ass shit because I have never had a million dollars. So, even though rich people or people with old money, like, they may not have these same displays of wealth that we don't see as tacky. Because at the end of the day, the reason why we don't view them as tacky is because we want to be them. We want to have all that money. We want our families to be set up for all this time. The reason why we don't view them as tacky is because we want to be like them. But what we need to realize is that they are, they're literally fooling us. $3,000 for a blank t-shirt. Like, you guys, they are moving the goalpost and they are laughing at us from where they are at. And I'm not saying that every rich person or every billionaire is like this. But at the end of the day, if somebody that does not want i think sorry the quote that i heard today is that you'll never win at a game where somebody else makes the rules so if somebody who has a lot of money and has had a lot of money for a long time is able to make the rules on what is classy and what is tacky when it comes to having money when it comes to the point where you have money if you do not reach that same standard they're just going to move the goalpost and you will be the tacky one and you will be the ostracized one so if you like old money snap out of it so to jump off the point of condescension, um, I want to talk about something that has I've been thinking about all day. So earlier today, I was watching Fantastic Beasts 2. Um, I rented the DVD from the library and I was just like, you know what? I saw the first one years ago when it first came out. Let me see what happened. And I know that I talk about media so much on this podcast, but you guys, it's just something that I'm so passionate about. And media is such a reflection of culture and the people that make it are tastemakers and the people that consume it are tastemakers just as much because we choose what becomes part of the cultural zeitgeist. But anyway, my point is that I feel like we've gotten to a point with a lot of major media franchises where movie studios, I don't want to say movie studios, I want to say producers, not movie studios necessarily or the like company executives have really just thought of like consumers like we're stupid or something. So as I was saying, I was watching Fantastic Beasts 2 and honestly, the movie is kind of boring. Like, and the reason why it's so boring is because everything about the movie is referential. So obviously being a sequel, you're going to reference things in the first movie. Okay, that is fine. What I do not like is that everything, like not everything, but a lot of the major plot points have some connection or some callback to the original Harry Potter books. Yes, I understand that these characters existed in the mythos of this world and they existed at Hogwarts and in the USA and all of that. But it does not mean that I need to see them every five seconds in the movie. I don't need to be hearing the original score because at that point it's like, oh, you are putting all of these cameos in, all of these characters, all these name drops because you did not write a good movie. You didn't write a good show. So what you're doing is relying on nostalgia bait. And a lot of like franchises like I feel like Indiana Jones I said Star Wars last episode because like Star Wars is like the biggest culprit of this a lot of these franchises look at us and just think that if like you dangle like like if I was a horse and you dangle a fucking carrot in front of me that I'm just gonna like take it and like look at everything that you do and give you all my no baby that's not how that works 
And I just feel like studios and writers have really lost sight of what makes a lot of these franchises good. And it's the fact that they're original. If I watch a movie today and in 10 years, you tell me, oh, we're making the sequel. And everything about the sequel is contingent on making references to the original movie. I don't want to watch it. I am going to be very bored. And the reason why people do it is because obviously we expect to see these like these callbacks and these references made tastefully. Keyword tastefully. So of course when you give us like the the character that we've been wanting to see again for the last 30 years, everyone's gonna be up in arms. Oh my god, we're so excited we got this character back. But then when you take a step back and the excitement of it all wears off, what are you left with? What are you left with? A story that has so much plot armor that his entire point is to put a character in to reference them so you can sell some more toys or you can sell some more t-shirts or some more figurines. I just feel like I'm so tired of just like being looked down on as a consumer as if I was stupid. And look, I'm not saying that I have the most high taste because I like some really bad things, just like I like some really good things. But one thing that I have never been able to stand in my life is mediocrity. I don't like things to be mediocre. I don't like that people can get away with being mediocre and make so much money. And every time that they continue to be mediocre, it's like, oh, it doesn't matter. They're going to give us their money anyway. No. And I know that on a wider level, like a lot of people are starting to realize this now because a lot of these like nostalgia bait franchises that have released movies and properties and books, the sales are not salesing anymore. Nobody wants to watch reboot number three of Star Wars with the same character. Nobody wants to watch that anymore because the original charm of Star Wars that we saw a new cast of characters go through entirely different things. And I was watching this video by Drew Gooden today and he made a very great point that a lot of these um, like reboots and like remakes and references, they tend to take characters away from the status quo that we knew them and enjoyed them and saw them grow as just to have them be part of the story again and go through the same story arc again. If I wanted to get the same story arc, I would go back and watch it. So like I said, I feel like people are sort of waking up and I feel like more original franchises are starting to get a lot of attention again. But it's just one of those things that I see and I think and it's like, why have we gotten to this point where we just like are so afraid to be original anymore? That's what made so many of these things good. We are t- we have to challenge the status quo. We have to. And I feel like this only illustrates a point in like wider culture that we are just scared of pushing the envelope any further than what we've gotten. We think that, oh, gay marriage is legal. Um, legally, there's legally we can't have any more discrimination on the basis of race, on the basis of sex. And it's like, if that's really all that you want and you want to make no real progress, there's a reason why we keep going back to these franchises from the fucking 80s. I don't want to see you from the 80s anymore. We're in 2023. Give me modern shit with modern sensibilities. Like, I don't want to, like, live on somebody else's status quo because I I did not grow up with these things. I can have an appreciation for these things, but I didn't grow up with them. So there's no reason for me to want to go back and re-enjoy them and revisit them. I want something new and I want something authentic. You know what I mean? And it's just one of those things where it's like, I don't want, like, like, stop treating me like I'm stupid. Stop treating me like I'm dumb. And stop thinking that just because it's work that I'm going to be the one to let it slide and let you keep going. Give me something new. Give me something innovative. And I promise you, I will be there. It doesn't even have to be good. 
I promise you, even if it's bad and it's funny and it's worth the experience, I will go. Just stop giving me mediocre bullshit. Y'all, I feel like I have been ranting for the past 25 minutes. I'm just going to take it real slow, real calm and slow and give you guys my life updates of the week. Honestly, this week has been like very busy, very hectic, but like honestly, like very fun. I went thrifting with my coworkers, and I was the only one that ended up buying something, which happens to me a lot. Like, I don't know, like, um, I'm the type of person that is like, I like to go shopping with people, but I don't like being the only one that buys something. I don't know, like, I know that they didn't find anything, so like, it's nothing, it's not like a bad thing. It's not anything to slight anybody. I don't know, sometimes I just feel weird, like, being like the only one to buy something, but I bought something cute. It was real cute and nice. This upcoming week, we're going to go to a different thrift store, maybe. Hopefully, we end up doing that. Um, What else have I done? I started playing Halo, which Halo is one of those things that whenever I was a kid and Halo was, like, really, really popular, I saw it as this thing that is, like, all, like, the cool people played it. All the cool people played Halo, but I didn't have... Well, I did have an, an original Xbox, but I didn't have an Xbox 360 to play like Halo 3 and Halo Reach like everybody did so that ship never sailed for me but very recently for the Steam Black Friday sale I actually ended up buying all seven games for $9.99 which for me is a great deal because you can never get games that cheap anymore and I started playing Halo 1 and I really do like it so far um that's one of those games where I always thought like oh if I ever had like a gaming commentary channel I would definitely do like a video like detailing my experience and what I think and how it fits into my life because who knows like maybe like Halo is one of those games where so many people grow up with it and it becomes such a formative experience for everybody that it's just like I would like to have that experience too but of course you can't really force anything so we'll just see how it goes of course I'll update you guys um in terms of reality tv I'm still watching the Boulay Brothers Dragula I'm still catching up on Real Houses of Atlanta I'm on the season 12 reunion, which when I started, I was in the middle of season 11. So you already know, I am zooming through the show. Literally, like, I can watch a season of that show in a week if push comes to shove. But, like, that's just no fun. Another thing, today I went to my local comic book shop because they were having a sale. And I actually ended up picking up a lot of really good books. Not anything, like, super, like, key or really popular, but just a lot of books. Um, I ended up getting my brother a Christmas gift, which, speaking of, I've done almost every, like, I've gotten everybody on my list a Christmas present already. I'm missing two gifts. I'm missing my secret Santa from work, and I'm missing another gift for a family member, and then I am done, Zoe. I am done. Um, I got paid on Friday, but all of my check is almost gone, but it's okay, like, we're going to get paid again. We continue working. And thankfully, I have a little bit of a safety net. So that's not really like a big concern for me. But from the comics that I got today, I ended up getting... What did I get? I got an entire Detective comic storyline, which once I'm done recording this podcast, I'm going to shower and go read for a bit. And then I'll just edit all of this tomorrow because like, y'all, there's really only so much you can do in a day. Um, I ended up getting a couple flash books because on Black Friday, again, I had an Apple gift card from like over a year ago when I bought my iPad and I bought so many like key, like, and like important, like comic books and like comic book history. I got like the monumental flash run from the eighties or the nineties. I don't know, but I got an issue from that with reverse flash and I don't know. Recently I've been getting really into the flash. I really like that character 
And the Batman arc that I got was all about Clayface. And I've always liked Clayface as a villain. I don't know why, but I just like the concept. I don't know. Like, I'm just a very, I'm a very conceptual person. I like the concept of things more than I tend to like the execution of things. Just because I find that, like, people's, like, egos or, like, company, like, editorial, like, direction just, like, really, like, messes up sometimes the direction that a story could have. So I have a lot of headcanons. I don't know when it gets off the top of my head, but I do have a lot of them. Um, I finished Mariah Carey's memoir and I really did like it. It was very sad and towards the end I feel like maybe she was just trying to fill up a word count but I really did enjoy the memoir. I feel like I know so much more about her now and I see her music in such a different light that it's just like you can really tell what she was going through and the type of like manufactured image that she had for so many years. So it was really interesting to see that. I have a few other memoirs that I want to read, but I'm just going to take a break for now and just like stick with comic books for a little bit just to get like little quick fixes. And then eventually I'll come back and do that. In terms of YouTube videos, I don't miss the crunch time. I don't miss the crunch time of having to fucking post this podcast in video format anymore. Next week, I really do want to get back and just do the video podcast again. But you know, things happen. And all in all, just life is kind of good right now. I'm starting a second job. I'm going to be a substitute teacher. So I'll update you guys on how that goes because I've just been thinking recently, like, I'm 19. And I don't think that I look that young, but I feel like in some places I could pass for a high schooler. So, like, let's say if I substitute at a high school, like, I just feel like, damn, like, what if these kids don't respect me? But, of course, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But, yeah, guys, as I said, life is good. Um... Things are going well for me. Um, I just want to give you guys a big thank you for listening to the podcast. This one will hopefully have YouTube chapters. And I'm going to put timestamps in the description of everything. Just so you guys can skip around and listen to whatever you guys want. Um, of course, nothing here is forced. So I just want to say thank you for choosing to be with me another week. And I will see you all next week. Bye.